Hi, my name is Gilberto, and I hope this ages well. Hey there, welcome to I Hope This Ages Well, a podcast centered around capturing the stories of our most senior community members. For this week's episode, I want to look back at some of our top moments from this season and maybe even get some behind the scenes gossip. So should we get started? Yeah, let's go. Hi everyone, it's me, Hilberto. Uh, I thought I'd do a solo episode today. Um, just something to cap off what I would consider season one. I don't know if it is a season, but I feel like the amount of episodes I did today has been enough for now. I definitely want to come back and do more. And so it'll take me a couple weeks, maybe a month or two. We'll see how long for me to interview more interesting older adults. That's my goal is to find people who really have a story to say. And I want to go a little bit deeper with people. I had a lot of fun for the current people I've met this past, can we still say season? Yeah, and season. So I thought I'd um, share with you some of my favorite moments of the season. And I will. Uh, but before we do that, I just, I want to say, I want to come back and I will come back. And I have ideas of how I want the new format to be in structure. But if you do, let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear it as well. I'll just say three things that I learned so far, and then I want to go into the clips. Um, the first thing is it's it's older adults. I, I've talked to a lot of people who work with older adults, and that's just the preferred kind of, I guess, industry way of saying it. I But of course, I'll adapt to any anything. The other thing, too, is that God connection is so important. It's something that I, I value and will continue to value even more that I think as talking to people who have lived a long life, I've realized is something that continues to be probably the root of of who we are is connecting with people. The third thing here is that, I know it's cheesy to say, but I'm going to say it, it doesn't end when you get older. Some people have just begun. I, as you'll hear, there are people out there that wait until they get older or, or just are, and they decide to do things that they maybe just haven't had the chance to do. And that was a really nice kind of moment for me. Okay, one last thing. The jokes that I thought were so foolproof that I have said on stage and I would repeat in the podcast and some of my guests just didn't get um, were genuine reactions and they made me laugh a lot more because I I just, I don't know. I thought like, oh, these for sure will make this person laugh and I was trying to relate to them and sometimes it didn't work and the brutal honesty is something I appreciate. And, and that's what you will get 89% of the time, at least that's been my sample size, is just brutal honesty, which again is another interesting reason why this specific demographic of people I want to get to know even more. So let's go into it. Let's start off with John. You know what I've noticed about you? You're very quick-witted. Okay. You, you always come back with <laughs> some qu- some quick comebacks. When I asked you today, how are you? What did you say? I don't remember. What did I say? I'm ducking. Oh, ducky, quack, quack, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. What does that mean? Well, just what you, what you heard. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I love that. I'm ducky is an old expression. I've never heard it. You never heard it? No. No, it's an old expression, meaning I'm okay. And you quack because of it. And I added, I'm ducky, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to name this episode, I'm ducky, quack, quack. Okay. I think that's really cute. I want to start off with John because when I think of people who have had a lot of impact in my life, he's he's one of them. He's one of my best friends here in New York. I It's tough making friends in the big city, but uh, I really do consider John one. And I want to show this clip because I think it shows a lot about who he is. He does say, I'm ducky, quack, quack. And it cracks me up every single time because how he says quack, quack. And it just shows a little bit of his personality. His connection to people and the, the want to connect is extremely important. And, and I see that common as a common theme across all of my interviewers or my interviewees. <laughs> the other reason why I want to show this clip is because, you know, we talk about crossword puzzles a little bit. I do a crossword puzzle with him every Saturday. Every Saturday, I go upstairs and he, well, he has three levels of crossword puzzle. He does number two and number three. The first one, number one, he only does for me and him. And I'm telling you, after a while, it gets easier and easier, but he does not let me up. If I say like, hey, what is this word? He says, come on, come on, you know this word. And he won't tell me. And then he'll he'll tell me, go through the alphabet to make sure you can, have, if we're only missing one letter, I have to go through the alphabet to make sure I, one letter will fit in the word. And sure enough, that trick works. And there's some words I literally just don't know. So after a while, either I look over his paper and cheat, don't tell him that, or we talk about it and he teaches me a lot. And there's like tricks to crossword puzzles that I've learned. And I find it quite charming that we get to it together. And after we finish certain block of crossword puzzles, we like high five each other as a progress that, that we made it. And, and it's an accomplishment. It is. And I feel like I'm getting smarter. But, but beyond that, it's, it's more about the company. I bring up the crossword puzzles as an example because I want to show the connection that John and I have. But I also want to like say it, and I said this in the intro to John's episode is, you know, sometimes he does come downstairs and does crossword puzzles. And at first, yeah, I'll admit it, it was because I wanted him not to be lonely. I He doesn't live that far away from me, a couple floors up. If I can, then come downstairs. But then after a while, there's times that I feel lonely and I call him and and ask if he can come down. And he does. And it's just nice. It's nice just to have him here. Sometimes he, he dozes off on the couch um, and then he wakes up. He's like, I'm just resting my eyes. I'm like, okay. But it's it's the companionship that I think sometimes we as people maybe with a little bit more social lives forget others don't. And it's something that I, I see over and over and over again on how we can help other people. It doesn't necessarily have to be older adult. It could be other type, but but we all strive for that, that connection at the end of the day. And I truly feel happy that John is part of my life. He'll continue to be part of my life. You know, we help each other out. He sometimes, if it's too cold outside and he can't go to the store or doesn't want to or I think it's too dangerous, I'll order for him for Amazon. But then if I'm away, I he comes downstairs and waters my plants because I'm very serious about my plant. My new plant daddy for any new plant daddies or mothers out there. I, I see you, I hear you, and I feel you. And I show him how much water each plant gets, and he takes it very, very seriously. 
And it's kind of like, I've never honestly lived in a place that you could trust your neighbors or you have a relationship with your neighbors. And, and New York has been one of the first places that I've been able to do that. And it feels quite nice to have a neighbor that I can rely on and a friend I can rely on. And I just love John. I want to talk about Taffy. I want to play this clip of Taffy because it shows her personality and just how funny she really is. Let's take a listen. And she said, they're taking tapes for America's Got Talent. Send in a tape. And I did. And long story short, they invited me out there. I was there five days. I had all kinds of interviews and photography sessions. It was really unreal. And I passed all yeses from all the judges. And I thought, good, now my new life is beginning. I'm now a superstar. Mm -hmm. But they only put a clip of mine on. And in a way, I'm relieved because I really don't want to fly out there again and have to go over all my jokes with them and so forth and so on. But YouTube picked it up. And I got so far, last time I looked, was like 2,500 hits. And YouTube wrote, elderly comic Taffy Jaffe flirts with Judge Howie Mandel. And, and then I said that I figured out why they didn't put me on because of my first joke. I said, I'm so excited to be here. It's actually the end of a perfect day. It started this morning. I went to the gynecologist. Nothing was wrong. I just felt the need to open up to someone. <laughs> <laughs> So very shocking. Huh? <laughs> it's very shocking. Yeah. I, <laughs> it still makes me laugh because she's so quick witted. She loves connecting with audiences. Taffy and I met in the comedy scene. She's a fellow comic. And like she's always stuck out from whenever I have seen her uh, perform. And she comes in with her piece of paper and she goes joke by joke. They're all just so funny. Um, the thing about Taffy that I take away with when I interviewed her was at the very end, and this was in Capture, I packed up all my stuff and uh, she turns to me, she's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah. She goes, why do you want to interview people? Like, why why older people? And I, I told her, like, it's because of my grandma. I had a huge connection with my grandma who has since passed. And there's just something to me about somebody who has lived more than I have, there is a story there. You've lived life as long as you have. You have something to say, and, and I really want to hear it. I do. I have a soft spot for older adults, maybe because I was taught that people are more wise the more they have, but I also think people are just more gentle. I mean, for the most part, obviously, not everything is true. And my curiosity expands more for people that I believe that want and maybe have something to say. Now, the difficult part of this is finding people who want to speak. You know, it's not very easy when I ask people if they want to be on this podcast, because I do believe that people use other, specifically older people, for clout, maybe in the negative tone. I'll tell you one story real quick. This is beyond Taffy. I was approaching a guy who sings in the choir, um, and he was interested in this. And then I was telling him about a podcast, which I have to most sometimes explain what a podcast is to a lot of people. Usually I'm like, it's a recorded like radio episode. And he goes, oh, no, 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 I can't do that anymore. And I said, well, why not? He's like, one time a guy came up to me in the park, put a camera in my face, asked me a question and I answered it. And then later I got an email from one of my, um, I think he said maybe it was his nephew that 
I was like on TikTok and this guy put, I saw my picture on there and he said that I had no friends. He's like, but that's not true. I do have friends. And that made me really sad because I'm like, why would you lie on somebody? But then it also made me realize like, why are we trying to change a narrative of somebody who's lived a life to fit our own thought of what this person is? And that was one of the main principles that I had here for for this podcast is that I really want to show a variety of people. Not every older adult is the same. Not every older adult is going to be the picture that we have because they're still human at the end of the day and they still have lives and they continue to live. If you notice, one of the things that I always ask people at the very end of my podcast is, what are your plans for tomorrow? Because in the listener's ears, in your ears, I, I really want this person to live on forever because they have plans tomorrow. They will live on tomorrow. And I think that's really, really important because people's lives don't just stop. They continue. Anyways, and with Taffy, I just get a lot of life when I'm around her. Speaking of different perspectives, Hattie, one of my probably all-time favorite guests for many reasons. Well, I think that clip that I, I want to play for you just shows a couple of her sides. And so let's take a listen. Did you guys have a great, like, marriage? The sexuality was the glue that really held us together because... Until I learned differently, and I had to learn differently, sex and love are not the same thing. So when we had frequent sex and I had frequent orgasms, I would think that every time he made love to me, he was telling me how much he loved me and that he was doing it for me. It never occurred to me. And this is how naive this genius can be. I didn't think that, that his dick or his sex drive wanted me for himself. I never felt that. It was so satisfying and so filled with love. It equals love. If he kissed me, it meant I love you. And so it, other times when things went wrong and they do in a marriage, well, I, he loves me. I love him. He loves me. We lie naked together. It, we love each other. However, when I learned that he was cheating, Everything really broke down, and that's when serious depression started. So the reason why I wanted to show that clip is because, one, it just being across somebody uh, who is considerably older than me and having that conversation around sex uh, was kind of taken aback. And I, I guess I could have prepared for it for a lot of different reasons. If you check out her Instagram, like you'll, you'll notice it, but I actually didn't ahead of time. I, I met Hattie through a mutual friend. But the way that I was, I even got introduced to Hattie in person was probably pretty predictive of the conversation we're going to have. Um, I, her doorman let me up and I, I don't think she got notified. And so when I knocked on her door, she was just out of the shower, was thankfully half closed, but her top half wasn't with her hands around her breasts. And that's how she opened the door and she went into the bathroom and got ready. Um, and so... I was just like, okay, this is a free nature person. Like it opened up my eyes on how freeing somebody could be, but also just how are you going to take 
sex in in more control as you get older. She's not ashamed of who she is or what she's done. And she still kind of like drives. She still takes life by the hands. She will find her own adventures. That's the one thing I know about Hattie is that she finds her own adventures. If you keep up with her, you'll know that she's uh, uh, one adventure after another. And I wanted to play up until she was mentioning her depression because that was a lot of what we discussed going forward. Because it's not one dimensional. You're not just happy. You're not just sad. You have a mixed emotions that carry you throughout your life. And how you decide to handle that, I think, is is something that we, we can decide maybe to cope with now or learn tools with now. And with her, I think it was very easy for me initially to kind of write off Hattie as like a, this like big entertainment person and, and sexual being. And then she got very, very vulnerable with me and just won my heart. And she still has it. Uh, I will also say too, with Hattie, one thing I noticed is Hattie loves, similar to Connection, loves to be noticed. And she thrives off of it. The more, the better. And for like as a podcast guest, that makes a great guest. But I think at times some other people may think about that differently because we have a perception of how older adults should be. And to be honest, Hattie just does not fit that mold. She fits her own. And I respect her so much for it. To show a different side and maybe even to have a full circle moment, I, I want to share this clip with Ines. They lived in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And she passed. Most, and mostly all my friends are gone. Yeah. Friends that I grew up with and hanged out with, uh-huh. you know. Because the, the people here, I only know them Recently. here. We yeah. don't hang out in the outside. Only here, yeah. you know. Like if we're going to take a trip or something, it'll be with the group here, yeah. you know. But to say, let's take a movie and all that, I have other friends that I could do that with. Yeah. I mean, this might be a little personal, but seeing your friends go, how does, how does that impact you? It's, it hurts. Yeah. And I keep asking God, why are you keeping me here? Because most of them are all gone, you know. And some of them left way before they reached even 80, in their 80s. I'm glad you're still here. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, no, it's okay. It's just like, it is part of life, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. People you grew up with go. Yeah. And it's just... A, a lot of, a lot of, even here, in, in all my years coming here... Yeah. And then after this, what, you know, with the COVID-19, uh, 19, coming back, a lot of them... Haven't yeah, been back yet. Yeah, a lot of them have passed. Uh Yeah, I still get a little choked up hearing that back. So first, let me tell you, I met Ines at a senior citizen center. I sometimes go to them and they're super nice to let me in and talk to the people who go in. And uh, I usually hand out cards, hang out, talk. I'll be honest, most of the time I can't get interviewed the first time. So they have to see me over and over again. and, And it creates trust and establishes trust. And you know, when somebody says yes, I realized you have, you cannot miss your appointment. That's something that I learned as well as I'm always a man of my word. However, one time, and it wasn't anything else, just in general, I made an appointment to interview somebody. I got a cup of work. I couldn't make it. The next day I went and this person was there and she's like, hey, where were you? I waited for you. She's like, you told me you were going to be here this time and you weren't. And that, that didn't make me feel good. 
But it also made me realize, like, once you make a commitment, you stick to it. But back to Ines, I want to share that with you because, and you'll hear me say connection again, some people do go to community centers because, one, they offer free meals. And that's a really reduced cost in meals. And as you get older, it's extremely expensive to live life. I'll be honest, that, that's another thing that I noticed. But it also had a sense of connection. I actually went this day and you hear some background music because they were having a celebration of, of like Puerto Rico. And people were dancing. They were having fun. They were having out prizes. It was like it was literally a party. And that's when originally I met Ines. And then I went back a, a couple of days later and then we sat down for our interview. And she was like dancing, doing salsa, like having a great time. And these community centers really do foster a sense of community. But to Ines's point, sometimes like they're not just they're not the friends you grew up with. And as you get older, you lose some people. And I think it hit me at that time and moment because death death hasn't been part of a lot of my life. Uh, and I know that eventually that will change, but it kind of made it seem closer. And I got sad, not just for her, but also for me. But then with her, it's like a lot of what we discuss is why is she still here? And, and you know, through the podcast or through the episode, we, we discovered it's because she's meant to be here to, to help people still. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that as you get older, you lose people that have been part of your life forever and kind of even lose you a little bit. But you can still make new friendships and connections, I hope. Because I, I do think that's what keeps us going. And it sounds like for Ines, maybe that community center doesn't have those deep friendships, but she still finds value in them because she does go. And it just made me take a moment to reflect, to think, to connect with somebody on that level. And she then later on did talk about her own uh, child who was gay and has his past. And I, I saw Ines as this person who, through her charisma and how much light she brings, she's also been and seen a lot. And I, I saw her as this, as, as this whole person. And I don't know, it just, it touched me. It really did. <laughs> My last clip I want to share with you is with Eric. Let's listen to it and then we'll come back. To Montana, but I've been Montana. I didn't go to North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan. I've driven through, yeah, everywhere, everywhere else. Everywhere, everywhere else and in the Airbnb United States. sustained you through that. Yes, four and a half years. You were you were living the nomad life, yeah, like before yeah. that even. Occurred. I mean, it was rough. We'd sleep in the car. We'd get cheap hotels. We tented on the beach. I'd wake up, do yoga, run with the dog, and then you know whatever brought you know it was the art of learning. Who'd you do it with? Your dog? Just me and the dog. Yeah, me and the dog. That was it. Tell me top three things you learned doing that. Well, that's a really good question. What did I learn? Uh, that work is overrated, that uh, I don't see how, it, when I was in that lifestyle, I didn't see how people have time to work. I mean, in all honesty, and uh, the, the art of doing nothing, it's an art because we're programmed to be these fucking machines, to do this, to do that, to earn money, to get an apartment, to get the right partner, to do, 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 instead of just hang out and chill. 
So I would say I had to learn the art of doing nothing. All right. So I want to share with you this clip specifically because it's probably the the soundbite that most people contact me for and want to kind of discuss or just bring up. Before I talk about the art of doing nothing, I will say the rest of the episode that we had, um, as I listen back to it, we did talk a lot about death and and kind of him seeing a lot of people kind of come and go. And with that point, it kind of brings back the art of doing nothing. You know, Eric is what I would consider like an old school hustler, somebody who was, it is still hustling as much as he can because he loves his freedom and he's going to find a way to control life the way he wants to and, and like survive it to a degree. Um, and he's been very smart about it today. And so when he was talking to me about this trip he's taken and he's basically a nomad at the time and has traveled everywhere. And he said, you know, we have to learn how to be basically within ourselves and like really be still and not do anything because we're so programmed to be everywhere at that time and moment. I mean, I'll tell you now, right now, I feel it. I feel so overwhelmed, so burnt out all the time. And to hear him say, we have to just do nothing was like a little profound to me. Before we go there, like he was one of the most fun times I've had interviewing somebody. I laughed so hard. We had to turn down a little bit of the sound just so it wouldn't like hurt your ears when you hear my high screech laugh or his. And he was just ready to go. And the way I met Eric is he was my Uber driver. I say that in the beginning, but it's so true. My friend and I were going somewhere during to see like a, a holiday thing. And he was in our Uber driver and he just talk, 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 talk. And I, was, I turned to my friend kind of jokingly and I was like, I should have him as a guest. And she's like, yeah, you should ask him. And I did. And honestly, I didn't think too much of it, but he was so gung ho for it. We met like a couple days right after and he was just so fun. And the way he would talk about how people would treat him in Ubers or like a taxi drivers or how he's been able to finesse his way into like, you know, getting a good rating. It's just like really powerful and brilliant in that sense. And he's like a native, true New Yorker who has seen New York evolve. And with it, he knows he has to evolve too. And he's probably one of the most spirited free or free spirited people that I I have ever met. And I often tell myself like the art of doing nothing I struggle with because whenever I feel like I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm not making progress towards my goals, which we know that's not true. If we're not doing anything, that means we're listening to our true center. At least that's my takeaway. And it was just, it's, it's a great reminder. But if you haven't listened to the Eric episode, can I just say I highly recommend? I mean, I recommend everybody's, but I really, really do recommend for you to listen to this episode. Well, there it is. That's kind of like a season one wrap. I just want to thank you all for listening to some episodes, all episodes. Again, I'm excited to come back. It will come back. It will be this year. I hopefully it will be sooner rather than later, but I want to make sure that what I release is going to be quality because I learned a lot from this season and I know what I want to do for season two and I'm really excited for you all to hear it. 
But in the meantime, if you have a friend or somebody you love or really like, I don't know, and you want to pass on this podcast so they can catch up before I come back, please share, like, comment, follow me. Um, any support, I really appreciate it. Until then, I hope this age is well.